Hi, and welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And today we are going to have another episode of Falsifiable Fridays, and uh, I'm going to continue with more um, talk about all the ways in which women are not treated equally and fairly in society. <clears throat> so this week I'm going to focus on women in STEM. And uh, with that, um, I think I, I want to first just like in, invite everyone here to really think about the world that we live in right now. And if you could envision a world where women were in positions of power. And I wonder what you would think. I wonder what you would think about the ways in which we socialize our children. I wonder how you change your perceptions of women versus men. And I wonder what kind of like consequences that also have on future generations. So we have women in power, right? In this version, um, at least our make-believe thought experiment for right now. <laughs> and I want you to also really think about a very popular show. This show is called The Big Bang Theory. I personally don't like it, but <laughs> um, I've also never seen a full episode. Maybe maybe it's better than what I think. I've seen clips and here and there, and I just haven't been able to full, watch a full episode. But I do know that it's a super popular show. Um, it's done at this point, but um, it, it has been very popular um, in the past. And I think, I mean, people are still definitely watching it, you know? So why am I bringing this show up, right? Um, there are men uh, in that show, and those men are portrayed in a certain way. There are women in that show that are portrayed in a certain way. <laughs> Most of the men are extremely smart uh, people that um, they have their motivations and aspirations, and they have their own like quirks, and like they're allowed to like what they like, and they're—I mean—they're just like, kind of allowed to live, right? And then uh, there's. Um, only one uh, woman on that show that uh, gets that same sort of like freedom and liberty surrounded by men. And I wonder, for the, on average, there's, there's 17 million people that are watching uh, each episode. And I imagine, I mean, that's not going to be the same 17 million each and every time. That's going to change uh, from episode to episode. So, I mean, it reaches quite a lot of people, right? Um, what would happen if those 17 million people were seeing instead of a group of men that were able to do all this, a group of women that could do all this, and maybe all the roles were sort of reversed, that the men um, are, that are there, maybe there's one that is very smart and like able to hang with the women that are also very smart, and then one uh, man who's not so smart, um, who uh, gets treated pretty poorly and like things like that. And then we have the rest of the women that are um, the, the motivated, smart, intellectual uh, people that have their, um, their interests and are allowed to pursue their interests in, in a very intense way. <laughs> what would happen? Um, I, I do wonder like, 
maybe it'd be great, right? Maybe it'd be um, exactly what we need as far as like representation, that there are um, plenty of women that have these interests and they're allowed to pursue them and they can be interested and just as engaged and just as smart as men. I also wonder if if that was the only change that we made in society, though, if the Big Bang Theory became mostly about women and not about men, that viewership would probably also decrease. And I wonder why, right? Why, why if we made that switch, right? Because, I mean, you know that it goes against the grain of what society currently believes. If we made that switch, would 17 million people be watching every single episode on average? Probably not, right? And so in thinking about why, you have to think about this idea of what is accepted in society? What are the stereotypes that we kind of play into? If we are thinking about the prototypical scientist or mathematician or physicist, they're not going to be women, right? Um, You might be able to get to a place where you can consciously think of women for all these positions and be the first person. I mean, uh, and the first person that you think of is a woman, but we're not currently there, right? So you you can think that like, okay, so now, now we're just like, some people might say like, oh, you're forcing uh, women to be in these roles. And like, it's just not realistic that like, this is not what happens. But like, I kind of want to say like, why not, right? We don't know. Um, I, I think potentially, maybe maybe there is truth to that, right? But like, we don't actually know. And so if we could actually just like open the doors here and allow for that to happen, then what, what would happen? Maybe women will be equally represented, maybe not, but we don't actually know. So we have plenty of representation of certain types of identities and backgrounds that are allowed to be in STEM typically white men, <clears throat> but um, there's also a fair amount of like other diverse um, backgrounds. You get Asian men, you also get, I mean, South Asian men in particular, right? They very much uh, get to be represented in these roles uh, for better or worse. It's pros and cons, of course. But when we were thinking about um, who fits the mold of someone in STEM, it's very 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 rarely like that like you're just going to start thinking that it's, it's a woman and so we can change those norms right that they, they are made up <laughs> at this point um there is a lot of um a lot of ways in which men have been uh like cherished in these kinds of roles and women have been disparaged to um try to pursue these roles and so that's exactly like what i want to talk about here um if we even think about like some of the other um just pieces of evidence that you can think of in society that um if if not completely like outright say women are not allowed here at least they are implicitly kind of saying like oh like these are the people that um are most likely to be here so what do i mean by that in a list of the top scientists um uh, this is a list of 150 top scientists (laughs) Only 26 were women. That's a pretty (laughs) stark difference between um, men and women here being represented. And I mean, this is one list. There are plenty of other lists that are out there. 
um, in any of the lists that I have seen, it has never been 50-50, that's for sure. That on its face doesn't say anything about like why that's happening, but it does show that it is happening. And so we need to figure out why that's happening, right? And I mean, I think there's there's a good chunk of that that is due to the ways in which women are represented and men are represented, even when it comes to like um, simpler things of like media, right? Um, when it comes to like Marvel movies and like <laughs> superhero movies and things like that, right? Like, I mean, there's a whole lot that can be said about like the gender norms there, but even when it comes to like very specific characters that are like scientists and things like that, they still are predominantly men. Think of Doctor Strange, think of um, um, Iron Man, right? Like these, these kinds of people that are, are very, um, I mean, Doctor Strange, he was a surgeon. Iron Man, I don't actually know a lot about him, but I know that he deals with technology, right? So um, just these ideas that like, we don't, they don't have to be men, but they tend to be men because that is what society jives with, right? That can be changed, that can totally be changed. Um, so that is, um, that, that's part of it, right? Um, that these representations are not clearly mapping onto the kind of equality that we are trying to get here. So um, I'm talking about all this because of the paper uh, from this week, which is all about um, research on the different reasons for why women don't necessarily um, take these STEM kind of trajectories and careers and what we can do to change that as well. Um, there's plenty out there, um, but one of the main things that it really focuses on is this idea of identity, that women don't feel like it is part of their identity to be a part of STEM. And also that is very much like supported through society, through other men, through other women, through um, these roles in media, um, through the positions and the people that are there, all these different reasons, also very explicit reasons of like um, academic sexism, that men are better inherently than women at, at certain things. So I think... Um, when it comes to all these identities, um, yes, of course, part of that is going to be within the women themselves. Do they have any kind of motivation or inclination to want to like do these STEM kind of careers? But then it also comes from our peers, our friends, our family, our teachers, parents in particular, all these other people that are around us that can shape what our identities are, or at least allow the space to us for them, for them to then um, look into their identities and see like, oh, this actually feels right. This doesn't feel right, whatever. So um, that's, that's the overview of things. I think you get the point of what, uh, what I'm saying here. Um, I have some questions um, that I wanna pose given this research. So one question, and I, I don't know if, if there's really an answer just yet, um, but I, I would be very curious about your thoughts and opinions on this. Um, I have my opinions. I have heard of some opinions as well from very high profile kind of people. Um, so the fact that there is this disparity uh, and that women are not nearly as represented in STEM as, as men. And of course, there are certain sectors of, of STEM that are more heavily um, women than men, but 
aside from that, like the one out of like a hundred different potential um, careers that are out there, right? Aside from that, what can we do? Um, and what do we think of the idea of um, equal representation of men and women in, in STEM? So I really ask this also in part because like, I've, I've had the very unfortunate experience of having to listen to Jordan Peterson recently, um, listening to some of his interviews and just kind of seeing like, what he thinks um, and what are his arguments? How are people pushing back against some of his arguments? Um, and I mean, as much as I think that um, he is kind of off base uh, with his perception and the kind of evidence that he has strung together, I think even he would agree that there isn't equal opportunity for men and women to um, get these kind of positions and to follow these kind of paths. I mean, I think he, he would probably look at himself and be like, oh, like I've done it uh, myself. Like I've, I've gone against the grain where I, I'm, I'm a professor in a mostly woman dominated field. And like, oh, geez, like that's, that's barely true, first of all. Um, and also like, uh, I don't even think I can completely agree with that. Um, but aside from that, right? Um, and I mean, I, I, can, I can say more on that as well. Um, I mean, he's, he definitely has a good way of just like, he spins evidence in a certain way. Um, but aside from that, even him, right? He would say that there aren't equal opportunities. And I think he would say that, like, yes, he wants equal opportunities. Most people in society would also agree, like very easily and clearly, um, people should have equal opportunities. Um, what they do in practice, though, of course, <laughs> very different, but um, people should have different, uh, I mean, equal opportunities. So um, what I'm trying to say here, and the question again, uh, that I'm trying to pose is that even if there are equal opportunities, should there be equal representation? What if there really is some sort of difference that what if men really do like certain things versus women? We don't know. We have never had a time in society where that has been the case that men and women can equally pursue these things to know what their interests actually are. And like, even if we tried this experiment for like a little bit in society and like really removed all of the other barriers, which like, <laughs> good luck with that, right? Um, but like, um, what I mean by <laughs> good luck with that is that's not gonna happen in, in overnight, right? Um, and that people are gonna be very resistant to that, even if like structurally, maybe everything is equal, there's still all the other implicit bias that is within us. Um, and you can check out any of the other weeks that I've, I've talked about so far um, to hear more about some of those implicit biases. But um, when it comes to um, equal opportunities, we've never had that. And so we don't actually know where people fall. People can very naturally fall in different areas, right? Maybe women really do like something else. Um, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's like a 55-45 split versus a 50-50. Uh, maybe it's a larger gap. Maybe it's 70-30. Like, who actually knows? We don't. <laughs> um, um, and so anyone who could ever claim that we know is wrong. And so um, I, all I want to say is that, like, we we not only have to, like, give those um, opportunities for equality, um, but also allow the pieces to follow where they do, but also 
it's not just about the entrance <laughs> to these kind of careers and trajectories. We also have to then change the system itself um, and how it supports men versus women, how it might attack men versus women. Um, and I, I more specifically mean the ways in which it's attacking women through things like harassment uh, in their workplace uh, and things like that, right? So um, that is, that's the main thing. Um, what is right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, if it's 50-50, if it's something else, we just, we don't quite know yet. But we should always, always, always be working toward eliminating any potential barrier that is, uh, I mean, for anyone, but like really, that is especially affecting women from getting into these kinds of careers. And so that could be the initial first step. That could also just be the culture of the workplace that like maybe they're, they're there, but they end up leaving more often, right? Okay. Um, there's another part of this, right? That it's not all women that are not taking opportunities um, in STEM. Actually, there are um, groups of women that are more likely to be in STEM. And there are plenty of reasons for that and not necessarily reasons that like I want to say that like are great, but they do happen. And so if we can understand why there are certain groups of women that are more likely to be in STEM, maybe we can start to like glean like, oh, like these are some of the ways that we can motivate women. These are some of the ways that we can also support women. And so uh, some of these groups um, include um, in general, um, Asian women tend to be more likely to be in STEM. And then also first-generation African-Americans are also more likely to be uh, in STEM. And so um, what is it? What is it about these groups? Um, what is, is uh, more positively allowing them to, to take these opportunities? But I say all that, and I also want to say just because it happens for those groups doesn't mean it's going to just automatically happen in the same way for other groups. Even if we took the reasons for why it works for, um, for Asian women or for first-generation African-Americans, we can't just say like, oh, like these are the, the magic ingredients and then let's apply them to other groups of people because everyone has different, um, different struggles, um, different ways in which society perceives them, different ways in which they can actually like interact with other people in society among plenty of other things. <laughs> There's just so many uh, different uh, differences um, that could really change why it works for certain groups versus other groups. So I think that's, that's a starting place for us to understand why it does work for certain groups and then see from there what happens. Um, the other thing I want to say with this, though, is that Research has done a really bad job of this. <laughs> Research has done um, a very poor job of looking beyond um, white women in STEM. Of course, it makes sense. That's most likely going to be the, the group um, that uh, there's just more white women to potentially be in STEM. So you just have more participants uh, and people to like um, um, actually try to study. But it's such a huge uh, barrier for the same reason that we need to also look at uh, different cultures and see what are the other things that are occurring here, the other struggles versus also the other motivations. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is also maybe just the call for like, hopefully there's more work on women in color in STEM. 
but you know, because we definitely cannot just say like, oh, this is what works for white women. So this must work for all women. That'd be a pretty insane approach given all the, the different hierarchical structures in, in society. So what are some of the things that we should be focusing on? This is the last question that I have uh, for this week. Um, and I think if I haven't said this clearly yet, I'm going to say this clearly now, that we cannot just focus on the women. Uh, we have to make sure that we are focusing on all the other levels and aspects that come with this. All these all these levels um, need to be leveled out to create equal opportunities. It cannot just be up to the women. Um, of course, there are going to be examples of women that have uh, made it past all the odds and like worked very hard and was super motivated and like things like that. That should not be the case. That should not be how people go about life. And so um, one one external thing to women, regardless of their motivations, um, and I, I'm not going to say that this is all all men, all white men, um, but I am going to say that the what literature and and the uh, research has actually shown is that it tends to be that um, white boys, in particular, are definitely a roadblock. That they tend to be the most likely to voice that. Um, women should not be in STEM, that it's, it's much more of a, a boys field. And so that is something that we should target. Again, I'm not saying that this is all white men. I'm saying that it's just most likely that it is going to come out from a white man. And so what do we do about that? We have to, we have to change that culture, we have to change that perception. And also for the white men that don't do this, if they do end up seeing it, are you going to speak up? Are you going to be able to um, tell other white boys or white men that that's not right? It's much easier to uh, convince somebody and persuade somebody that that's not right when you when you have that commonality, when you have that similarity with, with the other person. And so um, that's one thing that we should target. Um, of course, this also happens across the board uh, for all men um, to some degree, but um, in particular, it's, it's white men. Um, other things is that we have to make sure that it's not only women supporting women. That is great, of course, that there's that camaraderie and that commonality and like the, the shared experiences and all of that. But it cannot just be up to women upholding other women. Um, men and others have to also uh, make sure that we are supporting playing a supporting role, making sure that we are clearing the way um, in the ways that we can, making sure that we're not making it harder inadvertently, right? Um, for, for women to be able to just live their lives. Um, it cannot just come from other women. Again, that is great, but like, it has to be more than that. Um, we also have to figure out how to give parents the right resources. So uh, uh, this primarily would probably come out of like the educational system um not just to educate um women uh and like and, and the boys as well that are in in these classes but also what happens after school um how are the parents talking about uh, these things are um are their daughters able to come to them when they have questions um and what what do those parents do so making sure that those parents also have the resources um to make sure that um, the daughters are able to 
um, appropriately decide if this is a career that they, they want to be able to take. And maybe the last thing is, as far as like focusing, it would be on um, the idea of just starting early. That the earlier that you can start uh, in the educational system, even before the educational system, I'm sure, but like as far as the study show within the educational system, if you start like, let's say in fifth grade, that changes your whole trajectory from there on out. Um, what you do in middle school, what you do in high school, is going to change just because like you've had at least a little bit of representation, a little bit of experience with STEM. You're more likely to be like, oh, like I've done something like this before. So let me let me try some more of that um, versus like, oh, I mean, I've never even heard of this. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, yeah, so that that kind of idea that like you want to start earlier. Um, things are very open until society tells you otherwise. And um, yeah, I mean, if society is telling you like, hey, like these are opportunities for everyone, then it's just up to you to decide, is that the opportunity that I want? So that's it. That's it for today. Um, please do check out some of the other stuff. Um, I go into more detail on these, these kind of topics um, on some of my other content. That's all on roomforresearch.com. And then also uh, on social media, I'm at roomforresearch. And um, we're, we're going to do one more week of um, talking about women's um, rights and uh, the ways in which society doesn't uh, quite allow them to have rights um, next week. Um, and until then, thank you for watching. And I'll see you next week. Right now.